for all those who continue this notion of LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan, just stop. Shut up already. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! You hear the Bulls uh, commentator goes, he wants his mummy. He uses Curry way down top. White Mumba out. <laughs> he's waited six episodes. Look at him. He can be sweating. <laughs> I was writing that for an hour today. <laughs> well, hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Sports Opinionated. We'll look into the ins and outs of the NBA, the big stories, the things on the periphery, the quotes, the stars, and of course the opinions on the things that count on these very rich, very talented, very precious superstars. We'll tell it as we see it. My name's Pete Evans, and alongside me is Matt O'Brien. Matt, how you doing? I'm great, mate. Pumped, ready to roll. Fantastic. Ready to tell everyone what we think. <laughs> Fair enough. About various topics. Absolutely. Matt, after being friends for well over two decades, loving the NBA all through that time, we thought we couldn't wait to one day delve into all that's been happening, and we finally get the time, get the resources together to do this, and... No dice. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing going on whatsoever. No games, no season. We are in a holding pattern. So as we know, Rudy Gobert was the first known outbreak of COVID-19 anywhere in the world. He started all this. And suddenly, my phone explodes at work as they shut the season down. Do you know that was um, March the 11th, 79 days ago? When Rudy was stroking clothes and touching players' bags and, and, uh, and licking microphones, <laughs> Some taking the right PI5. Yes, he was. Feels like 7.9 years ago, really. But you and I, we've, we've wallowed, we've lamented about the season that's maybe coming back, not wanting to have hope. But Matt, just a couple of weeks in, we start to hear rumblings, rumours that that doco series, a doco series you and I have been hotly anticipating. And I called this. You did. You did. You called for them to bring it forward. A 10-part documentary series on the incredible Chicago Bulls run of the 90s was being brought forward. Well, it's out. Episodes one and two, we've seen it. Great times. We're here to talk about them. I agree. Mate, we could go one episode at a time. There's so much in there. Well, let's just talk them one and two. Matt, what were some of the highlights for you of the first two Last Dance episodes? Uh, the first one for me was the athleticism of MJ in those early, when yes. he's rookie and second year, just athleticism. Yep. Culminating in the Celtic series in his second year after having the whole season off. Mm-hmm with a broken foot, basically, and they restricted him to seven minutes a half. Mm-hmm. And then they, let, then they let him go for it. They took the shackles off, and he proceeded to have 49 and 63 in games one and two <laughs> against the 67 and 15 Celtics. Um, yep. And I'm a man of the numbers, you know that. I, I was literally thinking he was toying with them at times in this series. His series stats there in playing one of the greatest teams ever assembled was 43.7 points per game mm-hmm. on 50% shooting, 88% from the line, 6.3 rebounds, 5.7 assists. And this while playing with just some Chicago luminaries, I would say. Charles Oakley, Orlando Waldridge, yep. Dave Corzine, Gene Banks, Sidney Green. Gene Banks. Just great names. Only the greats. So he was unbelievable. He was like a, just a spring man in those series. He was just extraordinary. Agreed. Yes. Some of those numbers were pig Latin to me, Matt. As a Lakers fan and a Kobe fan, what, what does 50% or more look like from a shooting clip? Yes, I don't know what you're talking right. about. Uh, for me, first highlight is the great man himself. The very first shot we see of, of the interview of Michael Jordan himself. You know, you can just picture him. 
blue t-shirt, sitting back, relax, cigar, bottle of scotch. How much do you think that's setting back? More than a bottle of Makers, do you think? Oh, not, as, not as much as his necklace, but we'll get to that later. Necklace, okay. I'll, I'll leave that with you. But just, he's totally relaxed and at ease with himself. You know, speaks the truth, or should, <laughs> should say his version of it. Uh, total focus on purpose. What you see is what you get. He's not going to hold back. Loved, loved the Jordan experience. More likable than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another one for me was, which had me stunned, was Reinsdorf suggesting at the end of 97, after the fifth title. Oh, here we go. That, uh, <laughs> I was here for this. I was watching with you when this happened. Uh, it's, uh, no, no, they're all cooked, bar MJ, <laughs> we think. I think it was time to, I think it was time to start again. I was, what is wrong with this man? MJ was 34. Scotty Pippen was 31 mm-hmm. in his prime. Kukoc was 28. Robin was 36, but, you know, he was in good shape. So I just found that extraordinary that they thought they were all over the hill bar MJ. That was just amazing. Oh. Amazing to hear. Well, maybe you know, wait till next Delusional. week to come back at you about the Robin was in shape. Uh, for me, uh, two, two parts. The letter from Michael Jordan to his beautiful mum that Dolores wrote to him and then yeah. that she reread aloud and then that little directorial tidbit which we see throughout this series of of uh, of the director passing the ipad or whatever to mj and seeing yeah, him awesome seeing uh, dolores read that aloud you could just he rolled up immediately it just showed a touching side to jordan we actually see multiple tries throughout this yeah this doco series and dolores is just absolutely delightful yeah yep what else did i have oh mj playing five on five at North Carolina, and <laughs> yep. the Bulls being somehow surprised by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I want to, you know, I want to go out and rehab. Can, can I just go back to North Carolina? You know, yep. what do they think he was going to do? Well, well, Pilates, like what, 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 maybe. What, what? Yeah, so surprisingly, he actually started playing basketball against other human beings. So <laughs> I was staggered that they were surprised by that. So um, and who knows what would have happened? What would have happened had he hurt himself there? That would have been unbelievable. Well, we wouldn't like, be sitting here talking about him. That's for no, sure. his career could possibly be done. Absolutely. So, yeah, extraordinary there. Another one for you? Well, there are a lot of interviewees who we expected, you know, uh, his contemporaries, uh, teammates and so on. But just the interviewees who we didn't know was coming, although I didn't know personally, from Roy Williams, a college assistant coach, but Bill Clinton, Obama. We've got JT coming up, I think, at some point soon. Just the range of people interviewed. I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, he's doing the work, isn't he? <laughs> Jason Hare doing the work. Yeah. Find, found some, some loose connections, whether Obama's from Chicago, Arkansas for Clinton, yeah. and, and in they came. Yeah, I had one last one I had for this section was, it came out early, just his competitive drive yes. and fire. Um, he said at one point, you know, I have an innate focus to win at all costs. Mm-hmm. And if I have to do it myself, I will. It drives me insane not winning, he said. Um, and this was, this was lit if we, uh, I think he said it a couple of times. He was trying to gain the attention of his dad early in his yes, life because he he's um, playing basketball against his brother Larry, who was beating him probably every time. Mm-hmm. But his father thought Larry helped him out, you know, in the garage or doing a job with, um, you know, Phillips drive, Phillips head screwdriver. He'd go and know what to get. He'd ask Michael the same thing, and he'd bring him, bring him a pair of pliers. So he wanted to prove himself to his dad. So similar to you and me, like if I asked you to change a tire. Oh, here we go. It's a similar it. kind of uh, Listen thing. Listen to there. it. But uh, yeah. It was, if I, if I asked you to show some compassion <laughs> to someone doing a tough man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that, was, that was interesting. I think he, he got his father's attention eventually, I think. 
So um, yeah, that was that was quite profound. Fantastic, fantastic. My last one was, was already something you'd sounded off about. Jordan going off in '86. We could go on about that. That was extraordinary to quote you. But Matt, there's a reason why this documentary was made and why it's called The Last Dance. Episode one from the beginning, for better or worse, clearly paints Jerry Krause's the villain, the yep. he, the heel architect of the breakup of the Bulls dynasty who articulated to Phil Jackson before the season began, you can go 82-0, but you're still done here. The team was aging. They'd been through so much. Some players openly wanted out. Some were going to get paid more than they probably deserved due to their success. Coach was going. Number two star definitely on the way out. Were they wrong? Were management wrong to break this team up? Well, to borrow a phrase from Sir Charles Barkley, hell yeah, they were wrong. (laughs) Now, Reinsdorf's a smart... Smart businessman, right? Yes, Would we agree with that? Well, what did he buy the balls for? A couple of mil? Yeah, he's got the White Sox. He's, <laughs> he's not struggling for coin, fair no, to not. say. He's not. He's not cutting out the coupons out of the local paper, <laughs> heading down and getting some deals at Woolworths. Or so, you know, cutting he's coupons not, he's out. Not, he's not doing that. He's okay. not getting the two cents off at the petrol station, you know, with the, the Woolworths targets. He's not short of coin. Four cents off. So what amazed me, amazes me about this is that if he just keeps MJ... Keep Scotty, they're going to continue to make him millions and millions of dollars. They're the hottest ticket in America mm-hmm. for as long as, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. MJ could have played two or three more years to 38. Scotty could have played another five, which would have taken him to 36, 37. You know, I just, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Okay. Um, he, could have, he could have offered MJ an ownership piece. Could have done That's that. That's interesting. Because MJ ended up... Is the majority owner of uh, Charlotte now, so he could have done that. So there mm-hmm. there's many things he could have done to keep him keep him in tow, and instead, what did he end up with? Well, Tim Floyd coaching a Bulls team that I haven't got the stats in front of me, but one not many games, twelve, fourteen <laughs> games out of eighty two go well. So um, yeah, not good. Sure. Your thoughts? Oh, I guess the basketball fan in me wanted to see that incredible team go for as long as humanly possible obviously not not a Bulls fan myself but as a basketball fan I I can't imagine a non-Bulls fan enjoying that stretch more <laughs> than I did uh, just an amazing team agree that I would have liked to see them have gone on I, I, I think I'll land somewhere in the middle I think I think Rodman we can touch on that in a in a later in a later pot I think Rodman was close to being shot and was probably more problems than he was worth by year two and three possibly yep 97 98 um the Scotty thing was years earlier needing to fix. That was, um, yep. that, that, was, that was done by that last season, but certainly would have loved to see another, another shot. But again, the, the story lover in me loves that how it ended at the end of the 98 season, but again, not my team. We, we could move on to different things. Yeah, now was the 99 season being shortened, does that make it a smarter decision or a dumber decision? You could go either way. Either way, because the eighth place Knicks made the NBA Finals in Correct. the lockout season. Correct. But Jordan also took the top of his finger off in a bizarre cigar incident. And if Scotty goes, Phil goes, and in a 50-game season, MJ misses 20, you are done. Yeah, they're not winning it without Scotty coming back. No, yeah, you're right. not even potentially top, finishing top eight in the East, which would just be humiliating for a team with such a rich history. So I could, I could go either way. But, but it, does, it does add to the legend, doesn't it? It does. That Absolutely. the fact that they, just like Seinfeld, 
Just like oh, Cyril Rioli. Hang on. C- hang on. Just like, <laughs> hang on, mate. Just like Hootie. Cyril. Just like Hootie and, and the. Just like Hootie and the Blowfish. What are they, we they finished about? on top and they left us wanting more. Cyril finished on top. He did. What? Didn't he? Didn't he pull out mid-season? No, he finished at twenty-eight. The legend was still there. I guess he left us wanting more. Is my point, Peter? He left us wanting more. <laughs> okay. All so, right. As did, as the Bulls did. So um, six and zero in the finals. We take it, and uh, you take it. Yep. And for those keeping on. score at home, uh, a paltry nine point two mil is what Jerry Reinsdorf paid for the Bulls in '85. Currently worth two point five uh, billion dollars. And astonishingly, that crowd at Chicago. Just a side side point. Yes. They continued to sell out that stadium for many, many years after. Mm-hmm. Even after MJ and Scotty and that all gone, they still sold out that absolutely. stadium. So they're a loyal fan base without question there, Chicago. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's look at some of the great quotes that we heard. There's so many great interviews, so many yeah, great lines. Good lines. Um, for me, and I've already mentioned him, I thought Roy Williams was a standout. We don't see him a lot during the series. Obviously, he's in now because of Jordan's college years. Just loved just how he eyeballed the camera. He loves he loves the yeah, camera. He just right. just, he just talking it. about MJ. <laughs> just said, yeah. And he just said he, he, he never freaking turned it yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> His voice was a bit gravelly when he said it. Oh. Well. well, I knew what they had, and obviously great yeah. memories for, for him. Roy Williams, what about you? I had a bit of a lighthearted one when uh, Michael was in the uh, in Paris for the preseason games, oh. McDonald's tournament. I think it was. I think I know what you're going to say. And you. the French reporter. Reporter? This yells out, French reporter, a reporter, some French dude said, Hey, Michael, what do you think of the Eiffel Tower? And I'm like, really? That's what you want to ask him? <laughs> Not as good as me, Michael said. Oh, dear. And that's your French accent, Matt? That's your official yeah, French oui, accent? Oui, oui, oui. <laughs> I think it's they refer to him as Michael Jordan. I think, it's what, I think it's what I don't know what that is. That's not French. That's one nil to me, I think, mate. Uh, for me, um, an innocent Michael Jordan eyeballing a camera early in his career. Uh, he'd get killed for this now, but he was asked how it had been getting used to the NBA, and he yes, just, yes. oh, the transition's been quite easy. Yes. <laughs> Magnificent. Yep. What? Magnificent. I liked Ahmad, Ahmad Rashad, his good friend at one stage, and we've heard this before about Michael always used to think there's one person out there watching tonight who's never seen me play. Mm. And Ahmad said he never wanted, he had that thing, I never wanted to say that someone came and saw me play and they only scored, I only scored 12 points. Mm-hmm. And Ahmad's like, it never happened. And he may have scored 12 once upon a time, but. He was pretty good. Absolutely. Gave it his all every single night. Absolutely. The opposite of when uh, we got ourselves over to LA a year and a half ago. Yes, we're LeBron, one of the most durable athletes ever. filthy about that. Christmas Day groin injury that kept him out for about how long, 29 29 weeks. 29 weeks. Something ridiculous. Unreal. It's called rehab, LeBron. It's called rehab. Uh, For me, and I I love that, you you know I love the great man, Magic Johnson, and it's not really a quote per se, it's just uh, he's talking about MJ. Mm -hmm. Was he flinging his arms? What oh, are you hey, doing? The, no. To be kind to the greatest point guard yeah, of all time. No, Come on fa- now. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Um, I had one more. I think one more. Yeah, James Worthy. He'd been at North Carolina, I think, one year when MJ arrived. And he rocked up and he goes, oh, this kid's pretty good. You know, and he goes, oh. and then he said, oh, he's, he, when he started, oh, I was better than him. And he paused and then said, for two weeks. <laughs> No scrub, so, James Worthy. Let's, let's no, point that out. No, the 82 title game, I think uh, he, he was 13 of 17 in the 82 title game. What? Where MJ hit the game winner. MJ um, Worthy was 13 of 17 for 28 points in that game. 
So he could go. Did uh, did James Worthy uh, sit out that final play, pouting that the, the play wasn't called for him? No, I think you should move on. You're going to have a chance to have a go at that later. <laughs> sure. In weeks to come. All right. Uh, a great quote from me. Um, the late, great David Sturt. Um, yes. Who looked at, I was going to say looked a million dollars, but he's worth more than that. He was worth more than that. And, and unfortunately, with whatever things happened with COVID and, and the passing of Kobe, David Stern didn't quite get the recognition he deserved. Wonderful to see him. And I know he's been known as a tyrant, but he transformed the game as you and I watched. There'll never be another team like this. And I think, I can't imagine it in any sporting field that there'll be another team like the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah, very good. And MJ clearly had a affinity for him. There was an interview, there was a short little interview they showed at one point. Yes. And MJ was, you know, how's your wife? How's your family? You know, so mm-hmm. they clearly had a great respect for one another. And David okay. Stern really was, you could see he was beaming just talking about Michael and walking down the Chancelier with his beret, beret on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, David Stern loved him. Yep. And uh, might have MJ might have contributed to the uprise of the NBA during Stern's time. Might yeah, have been a, small, a win-win. small amount. Might have been a win-win. success, yeah. Well, st- staying with the first two episodes, but shifting a little now to episode two. And the focus begins immediately on the great number two, number 33, the great Scotty Pippen. Firstly, as, as we watched, there were some things that came up that I didn't know about. I don't know if you did, because so much of the Bulls' focus had been on, on Jordan. What stood out to you about the life and background of, of Scottie Pippen? Oh, that it was rough. Yeah. Real rough. Yep. He had a father who uh, suffered a stroke right in front of him, yeah. by the way. Yes. Got up from a dinner table and just fell backwards and had a stroke. And then he had a brother who mm. became a paraplegic in a wrestling accident or something at high school. Mm. So we had two, two family members... In wheelchairs. And he also, he was one of 12, one of 12 is that right? Yep, one of 12. I can't imagine being in a family with 12, uh, 11 no. other siblings. That's just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So, um, very poor background from what, we're, what we understand. So, um, just a great story that he got to where he got. Like, just, just awesome. So, yep. and that kind of went against him. His background kind of went against him in some of the decisions he made in the contract he signed. Indeed. Certainly. Indeed. Yeah. Well, Matt, it's hard being a GM, yet Jerry Krause nailed, undeniably nailed a lot of his drafting and recruiting from, from Pippen at five, Horace Grant at 10 in the same draft, Tony Kukoc, you, you name them, the pieces that he put around this team. Yep, kudos for that. Yet as this last dance unfolded, there's, there's something quite wrong. Scotty Pippen in the contract, as you said, he signed for longer than he potentially could have or should have, wanted to lock in a long-term deal. The league explodes, so do contracts. What do you think the Bulls should have or could have done when Pippen's contract had not just become a distraction, had, had become a, a fracture within the organisation? Uh, pay him. <laughs> well, he was getting paid. Maybe pay him. <sighs> he was the 122nd mm-hmm. uh, top-paid player in the NBA. Yes, he was. He was seventh or ninth in his own team. Something like that. Yep. Um, and after the 96 season, when they were 72 and 10. Still two um, years to go, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's being paid two, a fraction over 2 million at that point. A fraction over 2 million per mm-hmm. season at that point. Um, after the 96 season, MJ's contract ran out. Now, ironically, he was only being paid three point something at that point. Yes. So MJ and Phil both got the big lick. They both got the big lick. They got the what? They got the big lick. <laughs> it's a that? saying, Evans. It's what? a saying. Well, it's not something it's I'm going to Google. So yeah, oh, you Google it. No, I'm you not Google going it. to. What? They got the big lick. It's like taking the big lick of an ice cream. They got the big lick. So MJ got paid 30. I think <laughs> Bill got 10 or 12. 
And there's Scotty on his 2.2 or whatever he's on. You know, they could have solidified him. They could have signed him at that stage to the 30-year-old Scotty. They could have signed him to a five-year deal on good money, you know. Um, okay. Put their weapons down, made peace, and who knows, you know. So you're saying five, five years in, two years to go, rip it up, start again. Yeah. Okay. Thought they were making that much money. Like, I just, yes. yeah, if they were yes. making that much money, it would have been minuscule adjustment for them to make and, and would have been back pay for, you know, what he gave them earlier. Okay. But contracts are contract, according to Reinsdorf. Don't come, don't come knocking on my door. Absolutely. Don't told, come, told him once you sign, sign it, don't, I want to see you again. That's right. Those are his words. That's right. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, Matt, there's been a lot of talk about your number two of the 90s. A number of things said about him in the, in the media from the Charles Barkley, Dennis Rodman even coming in his defence. We haven't heard from Scotty himself, who's been surprisingly radio silent since the doco was released. Um, let's take a look at where we are on, on Pippen historically. Now, with yeah. your permission, I'll tee off first because yeah, you go. you're a Bulls fan and, I, and you deserve the right of reply. I want to give you the, the chance to, to speak second. Um, and look, I know that the 98 season ends with his heroic endeavour to stay on the court during game six of the NBA finals with a debilitating back injury, yep. which Couldn't resurfaces. Yep. I also don't hold the migraine game against him from years before. The man could barely see. He still tried to play. You'd think he just never showed up. And yet you were getting blown out by the time they finally pulled the plug and benched him in a game you weren't going to win. Yep. And I'm a huge, huge Pippen fan. His defense is off the charts. That said, I do think that for the years of him being underrated and undersold, I think the pendulum being so far one way, it's come right back. You've slammed the table saying that. <laughs> Didn't slam it. It's come back <laughs> way too far. Phil Jackson made a comment in an interview in these first two episodes that Scotty was the second best player in the league. Now, at no point did anyone think that Scotty was the number two player in the NBA. Yes, in 1994, he was third in MVP voting, and he led a good team, Sans MJ, to 55 wins. But a second round exit. Now, I'm not oh, going yeah, to yeah, let you talk yeah, about the yeah, Hubert yeah, Davis call. Yeah, yeah. We agree on that. But you didn't make the conference finals. Yes, he was a gifted defender. One of the best I've ever seen. Never won Defensive Player of the Year, by the way. Because um, Michael won it, did he? <laughs> Michael or Dennis won it <laughs> well, instead. It was, it, was, it was more big man oriented. They looked at, the, at the, um, the blocks more than the advanced metrics that we have today. But in his being underrated, we've come back far too much the other way. A great playmaker. From all accounts, a beloved teammate. They absolutely loved him in Chicago. But better than a number of the first options who didn't get rings? No, no, he's not. Give, us, y- give us those hey, players. I know you've got a list before there. Before I do, before I do, I think something that added to the law here was the 92 Olympics, Barcelona, where he was, by all accounts, outstanding. He'd come off the 91 championship where putting him onto Magic Johnson turned that series. Yep. As, uh, let's move on from that immediately. But I feel like from Barcelona, we've taken one Michael Jordan anecdote. You know, Phil, he was killing everyone and taken it way too far. He, I don't believe he was the second best player on that team during that, that, that tournament. By all accounts, Charles Barkley was the MVP of that team. Um, yeah, Charles by all accounts. superstar. Um, it's gone way too far. If he was killing people, Matt, why wasn't he starting on that uh, dream team? Let's just look at a couple of numbers. You asked for some numbers. Yes, Scotty, seven-time All-NBA, first team three times. A phenomenal achievement. Get this. All defense, first team, a phenomenal eight times. Ten times all defense. Um, absolutely amazing. Let's compare him to some of his peers, though. And now, I'm not going to hurt your feelings here, but let's talk around some of the players of his contemporaries of that time. We're, we're going to talk to you around, you know, the, the Barclays and the Malones and the Socktons and the Elijah Wands and, and the Ewings. 
let's say Malone. Malone is a 14-time All-NBA. First team 11 times. Three-time All-Defense. Two-time MVP. You can't reply to that. Oh. He wins a two. <laughs> I love these MVPs. There's another one coming. Um, wrong. 14-time All-NBA. Charles Barkley. Did you? I didn't know this. I had to look this up. Did you know that Barkley, from his second year through to his 12th, was All-NBA first team? Second year to the 12th year. 11 wow. straight times All-NBA. That's extraordinary. Sorry, uh, no, first or second team, All-NBA. 11 straight times. Uh, did you also know that he was the 1993 MVP? In a, in I did a... know that, <laughs> along with Malone in 97 and 98. Okay. Um, amazingly, snubbed, Jordan was playing. snubbed uh, Charles Barkley, never defensive player of the year. No, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Let's go down a couple of rungs. Jo- John Stockton. This is kind of where he lands historically around that Stockton. All-NBA 11 times, first team only twice, um, second and third uh, nine times, all defense five times, all all dirty. Uh, all dirty. 16 straight times. All dirty. Yep. Who was in that team? That's, that's, a, that's a whole other topic. Oh, there's a few. All of the Pistons. Whole <laughs> <laughs> no, team. Everyone else is just riding the bench. So look, Sally Rodman. Historically, Book of Basketball would have Barkley, Malone, Hakeem and Shaq and, and some of his, maybe Shaq's not a contemporary, that he'd play simultaneously. All ahead of him. All ahead of him. Uh, Isaiah. Yep. Best player on back-to-back championship yep, teams fair as a guard. They've got him ahead of Stockton-Robinson, which I might even argue against, but definitely ahead of the Mikhail, De, uh, Mikhail Ewing kind of cohort. So I think that's fair, but I just think as the story has unfolded, it's become too much. A great player, yes, but everyone, come on, just calm down. I get it. He won six rings, desperately unlucky in 2000 not to get one more with the Trailblazers, severely underpaid. But career stats, 16, 6, and 5. Had a top nine-year stretch from 90 to 98 of 19 and a half, 7, and 6. Two steals a game. And 94 when he was handed the keys. Yep, 22 points a game. 5.6 assists, 8.7 rebounds, 2.9. Did you know he went back-to-back years of three steals a game? What is going on? Yeah, I was glad you put a defensive stat in there. Very, yep. very Amazing, relevant. Amazing, but let's just everyone calm down. Now, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, I'm going to put, uh, put the... Yeah, my, my response to, to that would be get stuffed. No, no, no my, response, my response to that would be. Are you flipping me off? No, I, I think. I think. Uh, no, you're very well researched here. I couldn't really disagree with any of that. I would say, though, that as a second punch to MJ, I'm not sure you could imagine anyone else better as a second punch to Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, he never got offended about how many shots he took, except for that one time you mentioned earlier. <laughs> Let's put that aside for a moment. He knew how good MJ was, and he knew he had MJ's ultimate respect. So he was happy to be the number two and Mm -hmm. dominate at the defensive end. That's the way I saw it, while facilitating at the offensive end. Um, So consider this, right, that in the seven full years they played together, from 90, I'm just going from 90 now, right? 90 to 93, and then 96 to 98. The two of them combined averaged 50 points a game, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, and four and a half steals. Which would that almost gets you a fair way to winning, <laughs> I would have thought. Well, it pretty much does beat that one game against um, Utah. Yeah, so I just I remember the 96 uh, Eastern Conference Finals against Orlando. They'd lost to them the year before when MJ had come back from baseball and had mm-hmm. cup played for a couple of weeks and then the playoffs started. Um, in game two, they'd won game one, the Bulls. In game two, they were down significantly at halftime. Okay. And then they did what they used to call unleashing the Dobermans where – Scotty and Michael would press full court. Couldn't say that now, but... <laughs> no. So they went bananas and they just flipped the game on its head. And that mm-hmm. turned the series, it blew, blew Orlando apart and that was it. And they, they swept the series. 
you mentioned earlier, Scotty did that uh, full court full court pressure. He applied to Magic Johnson let's in ninety one. Oh, come on, well, let's get to the, and the same forward. thing in ninety eight <laughs> against Indiana in the yes. conference finals. He yes, he did. He caused Mark Jackson no end of trouble. Mark Jackson still talks about that to this day that he was struggling to get the ball up the court mm-hmm. to get into the offense. So they blew a whole lot of time off the shot clock. And if you look at that series, just in the end, Indiana literally could not score. And Scotty was a huge part of that. So in assessing him, or anyone else for that matter, historically, Peter, Uh-oh. you've got to assess both ends of the court. The defensive end is equally as important as the I, offensive end. I think I'm end. being lectured to, right? So, no, I'm just, I'm just, talk I'm about just throwing it out there. You, now, did, you did, you did, you did, you Come covered it. Now. But I'm just, uh, just laying the groundwork for future discussions. All right, okay. Fair point. Fair Move point. on. One, one significant omission from you in, in uh, releasing the Dobermans, as, as we'll see throughout this Doco series. Uh, that was a trio of Dobermans. Oh, Horace. Yes. Oh, remember him? Yes, yes. Well, oh, Dennis might have been another Doberman. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they didn't release the Dobermans <laughs> with Dennis. He was a different player by then. But uh, yes, uh, criminally underrated in the first two episodes is, is the great Horace Grant. Yeah, very limited, uh, very oh. limited exposure for the whole thing, I wonder I why that suggest. is. Jordan rules. Yeah, he might <coughs> went to Orlando. A little bit loose with his lips. Sure. Well, Matt, let's uh, let's move on from one of the key stories and let's move to the to the outside. Let's move to the periphery. Okay. It's always a concern when you've got to start a sentence, Matt, with the words, "I'm not into fat shaming." But <laughs> MJ wearing a Detroit three-peat T-shirt. No, just how strong was Judd Bushler's coffee the morning that he got interviewed? <laughs> but Matt's just asked me the question, and, and I'm answering it because I'm not getting an adequate response. Free. What are some of the peripheral pickups that we've had uh, from this doco series, episode one and two, so far? What are some things to the fringe that have caught your yeah, eye? Some some of these you would uh, some of these you would have to concentrate on. Some are just right in your face. Okay. The first one's right in your face. It's 1980. It's Bob Costas, oh. and it's his hair. <laughs> yep. What what level? What quantity of superglue oh, has been applied there? <laughs> I'm surprised it's not still there now. It's just a straight up. Sweeping arrangement. It's, it's, thick. it's fantastic. It's, it is fantastic. No, great catch by you. Great catch by you. Uh, my first one is something that actually you'll know because I made you rewind the taco a couple of times. Yes, peripheral. I piece. absolutely loved your magnificent, over the top, bulls homerific commentators. Absolutely yes. losing this. Put in an accounts. Losing. No, it, was, it was indecipherable. They're just losing their stuff as Jordan hits freaky shot after freaky shot. It's absolutely fantastic. But one peripheral pickup by me that I haven't told you about because I watched it the other day in preparing for today and it's when he goes off in 86 and he gets an M1 uh, fouls on Rick Carlisle who, yes. who we all know and as, as Carlisle just walks dejectedly to the free throw line you hear the Bulls uh, commentator goes he wants his mummy <laughs> <laughs> What? That's magnificent. You can't say that. That's, I might use that on court myself, actually. Oh, I'd get that. Oh, if I hit another shot. My arms are big I'll enough to do that. But yep. You want your mummy. That's fantastic. That's terrible. Come on. Come on, Bulls commentators. Yeah. You're better than that. And then, well, this was another one. The Bulls in 1980 were being outrated by their indoor soccer team. <laughs> what? I don't know what they were called. No. I don't know. Something random. But yeah, they were outrated by the indoor soccer team. More people were watching. Yeah, I think yeah, there were more people watching TV and more people going to it. Okay, More fair enough. going to it. Good call. Good call. Um, for me, uh, I don't know if you, you, you might be able to picture this. Jordan's walking out for either his first ever practice or for a, a practice very early in his career. He's got the, the high black trackies and, and the bull oh, singlet. Very high. Yep. High cut. Two, two things. Firstly, how skinny does he look? 
There's yes. no body fat on him, but yeah. how skinny does he look? Yeah. Um, no wonder the Pistons looked at him and thought, well, there's one way to stop this guy. Let's, let's beat him up. But standing courtside, I haven't talked to you about this. There's, there's some rapper wannabe, for some reason, just standing there looking cool. And as Jordan's looking around, he's clearly trying to engage people, looks straight at this rapper who just looks straight through him like he doesn't exist. Wasn't that guy I ran into on uh, in Hollywood Boulevard, wasn't it? Who I bought the CD How off. much did you pay that guy? <laughs> I paid too much. And then I was approached by nine others to yeah, do the same. You, like, it wasn't, on wasn't him, was it? No, it wasn't. But uh, I mean, we don't know who the rapper ended up being. We know who the kid in the 23 yeah. singlet ended up being. Yes, he's loving it. He's going, that's me, that's me on the, on the doco. Yep. Um, Jordan's mum yes. referred to her late husband as Mr. Jordan yes. on a number of occasions. Okay. She was interviewed. Yeah. I found that quite odd. Sure. Yes. Sure. Okay, I, I admit to catching that as well. I have Googled uh, Dolores Jordan marital status in trying to figure out if she is since remarried and, and therefore refers to her past ex-husband respectfully. Yes. Couldn't find that. I found out a few other things, but not about um, that particular one. You know, she's a published author, public speaker. Oh, yeah? Um, what does she write on? I think some children's Michael. books. Didn't, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But she appears to be uh, as delightful off-court as we've seen in, in this in this uh, interview series. Not really on the periphery, Matt, but um, the Charles Oakley slap. Oh, you know I, yes. So yes, in, good a, in a separate interview, Pippin calls him a bully. And then we see Oakley, quote-unquote, joking with a, with a fistful of Pippin's gear and he's recoiling away from him has a laugh and then just slaps him yeah. upside the head while he's holding him vigorously yeah. by the My by the goodness. collar yeah yep. that was a good whack yep he took it okay though he laughed well yeah well what are you going to do if you don't laugh it off you're going to you're going to cop it yes and uh, did you catch dean smith at north carolina coaching yeah. in a full suit and tie with dress shoes what's wrong with that he looked fantastic just walking around and you wind forward and see phil and his you know Trench jacket and well, he's very loose. Feel. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, I found that quite interesting. It was suit and tie everywhere those days. Even when they flashed to his parents in the crowd at the college game, James was, you know, yes, suit he was tie jacket. He was. So it's a different era. Yep. Not, uh, last one for me. Uh, was Steve Kerr expecting to be interviewed the morning that they've uh, knocked on his door? Well, yeah, not, not, I, in, I the Dean, not in the here. Dean Smith category of dress. Not in no. the Dean Smith category. I've got to be careful here because. I, he may be still be suffering from chronic back pain. So I, I do need to be respectful of, of well, the great... he can't of the dress himself. Secret. Well, he just looked... He looked dishevelled. His hair was everywhere. I'm he like, had a bit of growth going on. Steve, get a bit of presence about yourself. <laughs> you know, just this is likely to up. go to air. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this might get picked up. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. I, now, I, I mentioned this earlier. How much do you think MJ's necklace was worth? I, I, just I, off the top. You couldn't have forewarned me about two, that? I'm, no thinking, I'm thinking two hunch. I'll take the over. I'm thinking two hunch. <laughs> no idea. Assured me. And my last one was the Oppo player um, Oppo. in Paris, the opposition. Oh, Oppo, yes. Oppo, Oppo for yep. us professionals. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. He asked for MJ's wristband after the game. Yes. That was gold. Oh, did he Loved keep it? it? Did he sell it? He just slipped it off and said, yeah, you have it. That's yep. fine. Barely looked at him. Oh, yep. Fantastic. 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 Well, that's... That's our peripheral pickups, which we will continue in weeks ahead. Absolutely, there'll be plenty of those still to come. Well, final, final, uh, serious question, Matt. Um, where do we stand on, on on two parts? Where do we stand on Jerry Krauss, the GM, and how are we with the? I'll call it the bullying of Jerry Krauss by some members of the Bulls team. Uh, the bullying, um, putting that. Mm. Talking about that first, I would mm-hmm. say clearly reading between the lines, that was very poor 
and I don't think today you would get away with it at all. Okay. But just looking at the interviews with Joe Klein, Bill Wennington, there was clearly the look in their eye like... Joe Klein, yep, yeah, absolutely. it was really bad. That's, yes. uh, with that, they, they don't want to come out and say Scotty or MJ said this or that clearly, but yes. they, if you look between the lines, yeah, it was clearly pretty bad. Sure, um, sure. But... Where I stand on Jerry, besides that, yes. is that he just totally lost perspective of where he sat mm-hmm. in the entire scheme of things. Um, his quote about players alone don't win championships, organisations do, was just a desperate cry to, you know, for, for recognition that he perceived he wasn't getting. Mm-hmm. And that may be true. That may be true. He wasn't getting recognised. But I think yes. I had heard a quote after, after the first couple of episodes where someone said that Krauss got... Not didn't get as much credit as he deserved, mm-hmm. but he wanted more than he got. Oh, so he was, um, yeah. I don't think he knew his place. Um, okay. And my perspective on this um, comes back to kind of one of the first rules of management is that you don't don't get too close to people. You have to make big hard decisions on. And if you do that, then he wanted to eat his cake, have his cake and eat it too. He wanted okay. to be one of the boys, but he also wanted to be the dictator that shows whether someone would play or leave mm. or be traded or be signed or re-signed or contract extended. He wanted to play all those cards as well as be their mate. Now, you can't you can't do that. Um, and we've watched a number of TV series we've uh, got common interest in. And Friday Night Lights, Coach, oh, Eric, Coach Eric Taylor. Hello. Look, well, at that, well, look at that. Look at that character. Fantastic at being separating, <laughs> separating his charges without getting too close. And the other one was... Uh, the movie Draft Day came to mind for me. Okay. Sonny, um, Kevin Costner's character, yes. Sonny Weaver. Yes. When he's having it out with the existing quarterback. I forget who's, what his name was. Bryce Drew, the existing quarterback, because he, he just traded for the number did one pick. Did you know that off the top of your head? Or did you just have to read that? No, I did know that, but I'm just double checking. Okay. And wow. then there was the prospective quarterback. He just traded to get the number one pick. He was the general manager, this mm-hmm. Kevin Costner's character. He traded to get the number one pick. He was going to pick the standout college quarterback. Bo Callahan, and of course the existing quarterback just lost his mind, trashed his <laughs> office, you know, and he eventually fronted him in the locker room and said, and basically just put him in his place, like let me do my job. Okay. He wasn't getting along. I wasn't saying, oh, how are you? I hope you're okay. Are you okay? Is it all right? No, nah, he was just <laughs> business. And when you're in that role, that's the way you've got to be. And unfortunately, Jerry Krause tried to do both. And as Steve Kerr said, I think you had this as oh, well. Like, he couldn't help get but get in his way. own way. There it is. Missed that in the quotes. Well, saved it till later. Well, well said. You got anything further to add to that? Oh, I think you've you've, you've touched on it really well. I think what made me uncomfortable was, as he's now passed, doesn't have the right of reply. Would he have even agreed to have been interviewed had this doco series been released? Now, possibly not. It would have made it better, though, if he was. Probably. It would have been a bit better. Different perspective. How much of that would have aired, we don't know. Sorry, I'm being cynical there. I just think the... I'm particularly uncomfortable with the treatment of the Bulls, some of the Bulls players, what was said, how it was said, publicly berating, I think, was Phil Jackson's words. And whilst Phil said that he had to speak to Scotty to tell him to tone it down... The disintegration of the Phil and Jerry Krause relationship was due in part to Jerry Krause's opinion that Phil didn't do enough. Phil's... To stop him being picked on, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Phil's MO was to let things play out. You saw it on court when the Bulls got in a tight situation. He wouldn't be rushing on berating and calling timeouts. He let things go. Now, I'm on record in saying at the start of 04, jumping ahead, that Phil should have and could have done more to reconcile... 
the Kobe and Shaq relationship when Kobe just started going off in a pre-season one-on-one sit-down with, with Phil. I'm not going to take any more of Shaq's <clears throat> crap this season. Definitely should have done more that season. I'm probably thinking that he possibly could have and should have done more to tone that down from his playing group. Yeah. Yep. So that's fair enough. It was it was quite telling though that Reinsdorf, um, at one point when he was, um, mm-hmm. he he just said Jerry's Jerry Krause's uh, presence in my negotiations with Phil would have been counterproductive. So I didn't even <laughs> I just called him over to my house. You the know, general manager. In I the went room. over his head and just uh, mm-hmm. did the deal myself one on one. Bang. Sure. Now if he had to do that, he should have been sacking Krause. That's you know. So you're saying that the general manager can't do his job. So I'm going to do it for him. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you paying him for? Like, at some point he had to say, look, this... And Jerry Krause, as well as the players, but it was just a toxic environment. And he had a huge part to play in the way his management style had a huge part to play. And Reinsdorf was warned about this, by the way. Right back when he hired him. Don't touch him. But, you know, Mm. he got got a fair... uh, a fair run out of it before he had to um, he did. move on. And from all accounts, not his number one love, the Bulls. I think the White Sox were first. Krauss was put in that position, clearly put the runs on the board. Grant, yeah. Grant, Pippen, MJ, and off they went to the races. I think Reinsdorf was happy, probably not the right word, to let him run through with it. All right, well, let's let's move on. Now, I'm a little bit nervous here because we've, we haven't been able to talk about this. We're going to move on to our Stephen A segment, Matt. Gold. Now, now, first time, obviously, we're doing this. For those at home who have never heard this before. It's a great uh, man, Stephen A. Neither, neither have we. Stephen A, what we're going to do right now, we're going to give each other a take and probably a controversial take. Should we explain who Stephen A is? Well, go for it. Well, Stephen A is probably the most opinionated sportscaster in the history of the universe. He'd be second after <laughs> he's you, on, man. He's on, he's, on, he's on ESPN, <laughs> and he is not backward in coming forward. You've got to look him up. There's just loads of stuff on YouTube. He's just gold. Sure. So we're going to uh, say something generally strong and uh, see how it plays okay. with uh, Because, you know, after watching games together, th- literally thousands of games over 20-plus years, you and I, we tend to see basketball the same way. Now, our goal here is to come with a take that, that the other won't, won't like. Cool. Kwame Brown, God bless him, is a scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. Just, just hold on to this one. Oh, I'm, look, yeah. Here we go. He's got a They're prop. Clean. They're clean. Just, it, you can't talk it's, over the top of me. You know, you know what you can do with that sock if, if you need to talk. Oh, he's throwing me a pair of socks. Yep. They're clean. They're freshly washed. You, you can't talk over the top of me, mate. All so right. I just, and I can't believe that you've just laid this out for me because you the said floor this is yours. Okay. Can we please stop referring? And this is going to hurt your feelings, but just lean back and calm down. It's like 360 degree feedback. No, it is. It is. It's 360 degree feedback. And I'm going to cop it seconds. That's, that's, hard, that's harder. Stop, please, referring to this MJ Pippen as the number one duo of all time. I am absolutely <laughs> sick to death of hearing it. Just take that sock, mate. You know what you can do with it. I, look, I can't deny you're number one in this in this place, but your number two is what a, th- a thirty all timer by now. Number thirty, I, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. I'll just try and listen to you. And by the way, uh, we haven't mentioned this. Our rule is we're doing this without notes, so I'm going to try. Oh, and, oh, I'm ready. I don't need notes. Okay, well, I do gonna, not need notes. We're going to do this off the cuff. I don't, I don't even know where to begin. So who would be ahead of, of, of you guys? Let's go. Let's go. Kobe, Shaq is a clear number one. Two top twelve with players. their three titles. With their three titles. Yep. They're ahead of the guys who've won six. They're ahead of the guys Double. who've won. Yep, absolutely. Better duo. That's what you achieve as as a as the two. How's this three sixty degree as a, feedback? As a two. Get this link. Get the sock. 
Thank you. All right. I thought it was banter. No. I didn't think it was. Yeah, you'll get your turn. You'll get your turn. So the prosecution rests. I'm going to try here. Uh, Kobe Shaq, who else? Uh, LeBron and Wade. Yep, I'll put them in front. Uh, Stockton. With their two. Stockton and Malone. <laughs> With their none. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm going Stockton Seriously. and Malone. Um, Dirk and Stackhouse. Um, Kobe and Powell. Um, Kobe and Sasso Vujicic. I'm at six and, and I'm just warming up. Uh, Jerry West and Wilt, I'm at seven. With their one. Yeah. Uh, Bird and McHale. I don't know where McHale is at all time. It's probably not... I'm, I'm, I'm stretching. I'm trying you to get the double stretching. figures. You are stretching. Just tell me when I'm allowed to respond. Kuzi and Bill Russell. Um, and who we got? Oh, sorry. And obviously Steph and, and KD uh, uh, would be ahead of MJ and, and Pippen. Obviously, I'll throw in a couple of ones there. But yeah, please, think, just, uh... just, just, just stop. Stop. Chicago Bulls fans, we've got two loss in this drama with no NBA. A wonderful duo, but they're not the best one-two punch of all time. Everyone just stop it right now. Okay, are you done? Am I responding to that or am I giving you mine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've never done it before, mate, so it's entirely up to you. Yeah, I would just say, you know, assessing the best, the best group of two, the best one-two punch... Um, I, I thought it was about winning. <laughs> just, you well, know, I, I thought it was about winning, you know. And when you've won six, you know, I think that's. Uh, I think you would have been closer to saying Magic and Kareem than saying. Oh, how do I forget that? Than, than oh, saying Shaq and Kobe as a Lakers man. No I mean, this seriously. is what happens when you have no notes. They got five between them. <laughs> at least that's one behind. Yeah, so uh, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it with six and zero for those two. That's all no, I need to that's say. That's not a. That's not the drop the mic moment. You think it is? Uh, no. Okay. Now, now, okay. Now mind for sock. you. Mind <laughs> for you. Throwing the sock in his face. Oh, after that, he didn't even remember. What are you, Jason? Didn't even Dunstall? remember Magic and Kareem. Rice. Didn't even remember Magic and Kareem. Um, mine is that Scotty Pippen. What? How are we back here again? Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Was the first LeBron, first and original LeBron, before LeBron was LeBron. Oh, God. The all round, the all round, the all round player that makes everyone else better. Not really there to take the final shot in the clutch situation. Much a facilitator and an awesome defender, which I think he's got LeBron covered for defensively. By the way, okay. um, not as good a offensive player you as think? LeBron. Now, now LeBron, LeBron is a better player than Scotty. There's no question about it. Now you can respond. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy to take a little bit of feedback and banter. That's what it's I about. I haven't found that to the be the case. don't in want to hear two decades of friendship. Now. So obviously LeBron's a better player, but in terms of the formwork of the all-round player, Scotty Pippen, if you shifted him from there to now, mm-hmm. he would be dominant. Now he would be absolutely dominant with no shot blockers. Short lineups, small ball. Scotty would be just a beast right now. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my hot take. My okay. Stephen A. Okay, there you go. Is that good enough for you? Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thirty-two uh, percent three-point shooter, by the way, career Scotty. Scotty. So current. Day. Hang on, I just want to put that in perspective, though. <laughs> if we're going there. I, I quoted you those stats of MJ in that series earlier, right? Yes. Against the Celtics. How many three-pointers do you reckon he took not, in that series? Not many. One. <laughs> okay. And he made one. Okay. <laughs> he was one of one. So anyone who shoots 33% in threes back in the 90s, you, I'm getting a bit tired of people saying and comparing the numbers to now because it's just ridiculous. They didn't practice them then. They shot about 10 a game each team at the most. 
So it's kind of an irrelevancy to uh, compare three-point shooting from then to now. Fair enough. You do you, Matt. You do you. Very yeah. good take from you. Your first Stephen A. Congratulations. Thank Loved you. it. Well, and, and, and first time that we've heard or the last dance has mentioned LeBron uh, since this all began. Oh, he'll get mentioned at some point. Well, not, not in the last dance, Docker. No. A notable absentee. I wonder if he was Didn't asked. get interviewed, you mean? As, yes, yes. Well, true. That is true. All right. So just before, just before we finish up, Matt, uh, something we'll call questions without notice. I want to go rapid fire here. I've developed a couple of questions for you that you don't know that I'm going to ask you. Let's just go back and forth. Um, hopefully yep. we can do this fairly quickly. Uh, Matt, who is the one non-Michael Jordan interviewee that you like the most? Excluding Jordan, oh. who, do you, who do you like the most? Who do I like the most or found the most weird that was interviewed? Uh, either. I found it weird that Obama was interviewed. <laughs> what did he have to say? He's from, oh, I'm from Chicago. I was poor and I couldn't buy tickets. <laughs> that was his. That was his contribution. Yeah. The great man. Yep. Um, who did I like? I love David Aldridge. Actually. Yes. Really oh, knew his stuff. This is this is just um, this is lazy back in the back in the chair. Mm-hmm. Cool's cat. He's just he yeah. Was. He was he was great. He was great. Well done. Well done to um, you. J.A. Dunday. Very good as well. Yes. True. Um, for you, yes. In percentage terms, oh, what? In terms of drafting and trading, how much credit should the GM have, i.e., Kraus, versus the coaches oh. developing the players, and actually the players them actually actually themselves <laughs> who actually work on their craft and get good? Okay. Where does the how much credit should the GM have? I'll answer your or not <laughs> if a guy doesn't work out. I'll answer your question then with a comment. I think it shows the toxicity of your organisation at that point that you're even asking this question. Because in the years since, through the Lakers five or the the Warriors, this this hasn't come up. The, the great Warriors run, they were just at pains to yep. defer credit elsewhere. Yep. Whereas what we're watching now, there are there are solid lines in between management and players. I, I can't give you an answer, but I just think it's telling that you even asked the question. Yeah, right, one for you. One for you. There's a whole lot of visuals from amazing Bulls moments. What's your favourite Bulls video highlight so far from either episode early on? Um, I would say the, moment. the Scotty Pippen dunk on Patrick Ewing oh, well from side with the side vision. Yep. It really hey. grates me when a lot of great NBA what? dunks are shown from the baseline. Yeah. It just doesn't get the feel of the height and the ex- explosion, you know. Okay. But that Scotty, when they showed it from the side on vision, when he just cocked his arm, leaned across, pushed him to the ground, told Spike Lee to bugger off. That was just fantastic. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, there you go. All right. Um, last one from me, Matt. Oh, hang on. Did you have one? You would have had one, surely. Well, uh, you've just you've just gone a five-one, Matt. Mine was the um, mine was the the pip and dunk on Patrick Ewing. But I'll, if I had to choose another one, I possibly my favourite MJ imagery of all time, maybe just ahead of the shot, would be that spin away from MSG. Starks, spin away from Starks and uh, Oakley or Mason was it Ewing? I think. No, and then dunks on on, on the base on, on, on dunks Patrick on you, you. yeah, dunks on you. I yes. love that, and I do love that side view as he loses two elite defenders. Matt, if you my last one for you, <laughs> Matt, if you had a shocking headache and you had ten pills and you knew that one of them would kill you, <laughs> would you take it? Depends how bad the freaking headache is. <laughs> yes, loved uh, it, loved it. Yep. Now this is my my last one for you. Okay. Question without notice. Michael said he wouldn't play for anyone else. Yep. Um. Should he have just uh, thrown his resume out, got on to seek, <laughs> you know, yep. and thrown it out there and see, oh, maybe I'll go to the Lakers or the Spurs or the Knicks. Mm-hmm. He could have had a number seven just by slipping anywhere he liked. Absolutely. Should Absolutely. he have done that? 
Well, I think the problem was could he? No team was anticipating this defies belief. So I'm not sure who had the cap space and whether MJ would have gone there. And I'm not sure. Was he approached, do you reckon? No, I don't think so. I don't think in that time he was and no one had the money to pay him other than what he deserved to be paid. So they weren't going to go down that road. Yeah, he might not have done for the money. Great question from you. Well, let's finish up. Final segment, Matt. Star of the show. Woo! Star of the show. Yep. From North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, who you got? I, I, who you got? You star know, of the show. Star of the show. This was a tough one. Very difficult decision. Surprisingly, Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> yep. um, comfortably, just a great interview. You mentioned this earlier. Not holding back at all. Um, happy to have an opinion, good, bad, or otherwise. He's not trying to sugarcoat anything. No, he's not. Um, and he's, he's just his charisma, just awesome. He's just so great to watch. Okay. I've always thought he's just one of the most charismatic guys you'll ever see in sports. Um, he's 57 now, so he's lived a bit. He's, he's had time to reflect on things. And, um, yeah, I just found him extremely interesting throughout the entire entire docu-series, as they're calling it. Um, yeah. And I think the fact he was out of the media spotlight basically hmm. since he finished in Washington, that's just added to the mystique of this, of what's he going to say and what's, what's his true opinion on all this stuff because no one's heard from him in all these years. Everyone's having these opinions about who's better than him and who's hmm. not and all these things. And now he's had a chance to speak about all these things. Absolutely, Absolutely gold. Spot so, on. Yep. Spot on. Well, a comprehensive 6-1 victory to you today. That was mine as well. MJ, totally at ease with himself. Um, from Scotty was wrong to Scotty was selfish to we deserve the right to defend the title. I just think he tell, tells it as honestly as he sees it. Uh, absolutely the star of the show. Well, Matt, that ends up episode one of Sports Opinionated. Fantastic. We've made it. We've made it. We've we got done it through. We haven't embarrassed ourselves too much. We redrafted for the next one. Well, we're going to see how we go. Well, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe. God bless.